everybody, welcome. You're listening to the Amplify podcast, brought to you by the Rise Collective. We champion creatives and build collectives at the forefront of social change. I'm Arden Fitzroy, lead producer, and this is Queer Joy, the second series of Amplify. This series was created by the next generation of creative leaders and changemakers. These are our own stories on our own terms. Hi, I'm Pete. I use he, him pronouns. And I'm Kenya. I also use he, him pronouns. And this is episode two of our segment of the Rise Amplify podcast. Stitched and strapped. Hello to all of the new listeners and hello again to those of you who heard episode one and came back for seconds. So last time we looked at the self, but today the theme of our episode is others. Yeah, so yourself and others. Sexy, sexy others. Which reminds me, Kenya, once again, we have a content warning. Yep, of course. So, you know, we always want this information to feel accessible, but we need to give you all like a heads up. So we're talking about sex and there might be some potentially graphic content. Yeah. And just like episode one, as much as we want this podcast to be for all trans people, and we will try to ensure that we're being inclusive in the topics and resources that we cover, please know that we both the hosts identify as trans mask. So our personal knowledge and insight will probably lean a bit more towards that camp. Yeah. So for this episode, we are going to be talking about what it's like to be a trans person navigating sex in all its glory, uh, in all sorts with others. So we've got hookups, relationships, first times and all that other stuff. Uh, we'll be discussing the theme throughout the episode, as well as sharing work from amazing trans creatives, art, poetry, and then this week, sexy trantham to send you all off into the night. Great. So here's Stitched and Strapped, episode two, others. And once again, it's trans sex. Bye. By the trans. For the trans. All trans. All good. All go. So we are talking about sex with other people in this episode. <laughs> and I feel like it might be good to break the ice with something funny to do with sex. Because everyone always gets a bit awkward about talking about sex. And, you know, like, obviously we did episode one and it was, I mean, wanking, which yeah. usually people are more awkward about that. But... <laughs> Absolutely. I just think it's good to break the ice with something funny. So, Kenya, do you have a funny, sexy story? Um, So it's not like a funny, sexy story, but I constantly have this thing where I'm perceived as a bit of a catfish. Like, I'm, like <laughs> I look, I'm pretty sure I look the same as in my pictures, but people see my images on Instagram and they think I'm like really confident, really sexually forward, really like, yeah, let's do this. And then they meet me in person and I'm, I'm actually like, incredibly awkward um <laughs> to the point where i'm like i ask like can i kiss you can i do this and the person's just like mm, i wouldn't say that's awkward i think I, that's just polite i think that's polite, nice but <laughs> the other person is always like oh i thought you were going to be really forward and i'm just there like simping and, and trying to <laughs> you know do the most i suppose so, the yeah. other thing is as well is like you're, you're like you're like a handsome you're a handsome young man oh, um thank you. you're welcome and <laughs> and obviously like you're quite good at taking like a nice photo of yourself so i can definitely see people like seeing your dating profile um mm -hmm. or like seeing your photos on apps or whatever and being like oh surely not gonna be <laughs> not gonna be as good in real life <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah literally what? and i'm just <laughs> 
I'm just, I'm just so goofy. Like I am, you know, like I, I look the same, but I think my personality doesn't match quote unquote what people perceive it to be, which is always <laughs> jarring for them for some reason. But yeah. Fair enough. What about you? <laughs> so it's less of like a singular, like one-off story and more of a like my foray into my foray into casual sex. Um, before I started sleeping with people casually, I'd only slept with one person. Mm. And the first few people who I slept with, I'd say probably like the first, I'm going to betray myself here, the first like five people I slept with casually, they all had really massive penises. Like, wow. Very big. That's a lot to deal with for anybody. <laughs> well, the problem was, because I had no frame of reference. So I just was like, is this how big all penises have been the whole time? And I just was... I don't know, lowballing, for lack of a better word, (laughs) how big I thought they might be. So for like a significant amount of time, I was like, wow, dicks are huge. They're just massive. Maybe I'm really small. I don't know. God, I love (laughs) that. Yeah. Then I like had some, I had a a dalliance with somebody of kind of like average size. And I was like, ah, ah. (laughs) So this is what they're like. Maybe is this what people were talking about? I don't know. That's less a funny story about like sex and more just like me being stupid, but I thought it was a bit of a lol. I mean, honestly, I feel like it's a shocker, you know? It can be an intimidating moment if it's quite big and you're like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I do think there's a lot of talk about like people wanting someone to be big downstairs, but Mm. I am a firm believer in the boyfriend dick, which is just right, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I think that's real. Um, But I mean, like off, off the back of that that was clearly something i didn't know going into navigating casual sex is there anything Mm. that you wish that you'd known i mean navigating sex as a trans person is there anything that you know now that you wish baby kenya had known when you first started sleeping with other people as a trans Uh, as a trans identified person i think the first thing that i wish i would have known is that like t for t is like a big thing which is like trans for trans um and i feel like that would have been a lot of a um a smoother you know introduction to kind of like the casual scene because in my experiences there's been a lot more care in those situations not you know credit to cis guys or whatever like some of them have been really caring as well <laughs> credit <laughs> um, to some cis guys you yeah, aren't shit yeah you know but i think like knowing that was a whole thing which i could have dived into straight away and, and figured out and 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 quote unquote made mistakes but yeah no oh my god i didn't <laughs> I knew what douching was, okay? I knew oh, what no. it was, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so the first time I did anal was with, like, my first boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I didn't because I, I didn't know. But obviously, later down the line, I've learned that it's a thing. But I was like, wow, I'm really going to have to do this. How do people do the, the you know, the one-night stand thing? I wish I knew how people did that. I, I think I don't know still. I, to be candid, I certainly went through... A period of time where I was like, God, this is so stupid. I used to just be so scared about it. I was like, I'm just not going to eat anything for the entire day before. <laughs> just no, no, genuinely, I get that. I literally get that because like, I was scared. I, no, absolutely. I've been to people's houses before and, and it's been for that reason. And we might be friends, but we know that kind of like that might happen. And it's been like, they've been like, do you want food? And I'm like, no, I'm okay. I'm good. Like, <laughs> like, just no. completely like, no, I'm, I'm, what do you think was going to happen? Fine. No. <laughs> Yeah, um, so I that's understandable. Um, but yeah, what what do you wish you would have known? Um, I guess it's like less something I wish I'd known, and more like if I could go back and tell myself something. Um, I mean, for myself, like the specifically like male male world of casual sex was mm. uh, 
I say baptism by fire. It's <laughs> fucking hell. And also, like, you know, I went in with the expectation that there were certainly going to be some people who weren't interested in me because I was trans, which, like, mm-hmm. to be honest, I was kind of more fine with that because I was like, well, whatever, I'm just looking for a hookup here. I'm not going to, like, sit down and prophetize and moralize somebody on a random hookup app anonymously. I can't be bothered. But what mm-hmm. I kind of didn't expect so much was people who are going to I mean I knew there was going to be people who would fetishize me as well yeah. but I didn't expect the people who would kind of would fetishize on a more casual level so like I knew there'd be people who were like ooh I'm into trans people but I didn't expect there to be gay men who who would want to sleep with me and then would expect me to allow them to do certain things with my body because I was trans you That's know weird. there was mm-hmm. like an expectation that because they were sleeping with me and my body was different that was why they were sleeping with me like it was very like what can I offer you because my body is not cis Mm. and I wish I could like go back to baby Pete and be like you do not have to do that like yeah which sounds really sad but like I was really desperate for like some validation in that moment and I was like absolutely yeah maybe it's not a problem for all trans people but I felt like it was definitely intrinsic to my trans experience that I was really desperate for validation from like cisgender gay men for a period of time and we don't need that like t for t (laughs) yeah yeah literally but I, I do get that and I think it comes from like um also like a sense of belonging and and mm. kind of like averageness quote-unquote whatever the fuck that means but you know like a sense of or normality wow, like, like yeah normality like a sense of, of of mundaneness to a situation and I can totally relate to that like I have a whole complex about it but that would be an hour of long with just yeah me <laughs> so <laughs> well this is all very doom and gloom uh just quickly i think before we jump on to our first um sharing of some some art some creativity if you'd be so bold kenya could you for for the young transes who are out there thinking it's never gonna happen i'm never gonna have a good time could you speak briefly on a time where you really genuinely enjoyed yourself we've spoken about like self-love and mm. i want people to hear about like people about situations where a partner can contribute to that like act of self-love during sex so it was like my um one of my first casual situations um and it was like a t for t situation so this person um is non-binary and i just went around to their house and like uh, we we talked about everything and like what we liked what we didn't like which was like just fucking great like to start with because you know it just stops any miscommunication going forward kind of like we explored like kind of like a dom sub dynamic but they were like a soft dominant kind of person Mm -hmm. and like it was just filled with like a lot of care and a lot of um validation in terms of my own gender like a lot of um gendered praise um which i actually personally really enjoy and it's actually not for everybody but i think in that situation it was right and coming from the right person it was right i feel like sometimes when i've slept with cis people i felt like this thing where it's like somebody has to come you know <laughs> like yeah. this really weird uh pressure that's just in the space for some reason but there just wasn't yeah, especially any of when that. you're sleeping with um a cis man and you're like somebody who has potentially been raised female there's a lot of like kind of subliminal messaging of like you must let them the man must come <laughs> yeah yeah and there was just none of that expectation um lasted for ages and it was great <laughs> yeah. great i'm glad yeah. <laughs> good times good times <laughs> what about you 
I think I'm gonna like pick like one moment. I had a casual situation, a casual hookup with somebody one time to contrast what I was previously talking about. Like it was just a situation where I I kind of was going in with that mentality of like, oh, I'm gonna be asked or expected to do certain things because I'm trans. And if I don't give this guy that, then I'm gonna like we're not gonna have sex and then I'm gonna feel like I'm gonna feel crummy about myself for like going and hooking up with somebody and then not having fun and also he's gonna like be pissed off because I we didn't have sex Mm. (laughs) (laughs) but then like meeting this guy he was just he was very very specific about like both asking for permission to do like every kind of separate thing he did and Mm -hmm. also double checked the language he could use about my body whenever he was asking to do those things yeah I think he had slept with another trans person before so maybe that kind of informed it but it was like nice that he was like establishing a language for us to use even in this kind of like one-off scenario it felt very like thoughtful so that made me feel really nice and comfortable to enjoy the few hours that we spent together yeah I think I think just to kind of wrap it up I think that's really like important to have the language Uh, I think it comes under the same umbrella as just being prepared prepared like as in like condoms lube like that kind of stuff I think that comes under the same umbrella yeah especially when with trans bodies being so diverse like literally mm-hmm. from person to person like identity to, to identity you 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 might have two people who have like exactly the same body who use totally different words about their body because their identities mm-hmm. might vary or they might have had surgery or hormones that have changed the way their body is and then they still might use a whole new set of words or whatever mm-hmm. and I think yeah you're right it's it's a mark of respect for that person's body that they're sharing with you Absolutely. but you're also right again like it should be as common as like respecting someone's use of something as simple as like using using lube and condoms which uh also to anyone who's listening if anyone ever tells you that they don't use condoms or they don't use lube if you want to if that's what you want to do fucking leave you can totally walk away (laughs) yeah uh know your rights (laughs) know your rights know your rights (laughs) Cool. So uh, the first bit of art, creative stuff that we're going to be looking at is um, some wonderful work from Felix Mufti Wright, who uses he, him pronouns. He is an activist, performer and writer. He co-founded Transcend Theatre, where he writes plays about authentic stories within the transgender community. He is signed with the Queer House London and is an organiser for Trans Pride Liverpool and Transgender Day of Remembrance. So, yeah, here we go. Keep my wings in a drawstring diesel bag. Valiums in the Uber. Valiums on the street corner when there's none in the area. Discreet lads on too much lem. Keeping me clothes on even when I'm fucking sweating. Running out of washing powder. Running out of socks without holes in. Running out of underwear that's nice enough for hookups to see. Running out of t-shirts that are baggy around my chest. Running out of discreet lads on too much lem. I FaceTime ya. Your pupils dark, eyes wide. Say you're fucking off at you, but it's fine. I don't mind, so am I. You tell me don't usually do this. I say me neither. At least one of us is lying. Your house is like an Ikea display. Everything has a place except me. You ask me what I like, I don't know. You ask me what I'm like, I don't know. You ask me why I'm here, I don't know. I got scared by the rustle of my hood before. Had to move my neck in the same way to check that's what made the sound. Had to unlearn things about myself that other people thought they'd found. But I love it how you talk to me when no one's around. 
You'll probably block me after this. Wanna block out the taste of my lips. Wanna block out the feeling of the soft hair on my jawline you felt as we kissed. You just wanna get to know me body, not get to know someone you could miss. I check the time on my phone and say, I should probably leave. I go to book an Uber, but you remember you said you get one for me. Then you stop, stutter and sigh. I, I, I just, what is it? I, it's just, what is it? I don't want them to tell you my name. I understand and leave. Take all parts of myself away with me. My taxi's not here yet, but I was giving myself the ich lurking in the corner of your room. No Ubers in the area. More Valium. The sun's starting to rise and the thought of seeing myself in the daylight's knocking me sick. You said it's mad how I even got you excited. Usually impossible with Lemdich. I go to send you a message saying don't die, XOXO, but it's sent, not delivered. All this app shit's just a game and all these discreet lads are just the same. Um, first of all, I am a number one fan of the Liverpool accent. I know, I, is it not so it, cute? <laughs> it's so good. I literally love it. Um, so that just made it for me as well. But I think it was so like gritty, but also beautiful. And I think the repetition of kind of talking about the Valium, because I've <laughs> taken Valium before, don't do it. It's not good for you kids. Um, so that was like a hard relate and... I don't know, kind of the, the pace of it as well kind of reminded me of like what hookup culture can kind of feel like, especially like when you're on apps. Um, and I think he kind of, he just managed to um, encapsulate everything that is hookup culture and then navigating that as a trans person. Yeah, I think obviously like there's some very explicit references to like transness. Like I just, I love that line uh, where he kind of like pairs the idea of like having a nice enough boxes to like mm. wear to hook up and then also um not having a shirt that will cover your chest i don't know that it like pings off that like exact feeling in my head of like oh i've got to get like i'm going to a hookup and i've got to have nice enough pants and blah, blah. and also like an intrinsic transness to that thought process of like and i also need a shirt <laughs> and i was like yeah like you said i don't know if like gritty is the word that comes to mind so much as like it has this real bluntness to the language but like mm, yeah, the bluntness think, yeah, comes across better. to me as like really sincere. And then when he has those moments of like short lines where there'll be something more descriptive woven into it, it feels like it really kind of rides and, and mingles with the sincerity and, and the bluntness of the rest of the language. And it feels really powerful. But yeah, you're right. I think it totally captures the headspace of like, yeah, just what it is like to be like a, a trans mask person, like trying to navigate hooking up and the discreet lads. <laughs> that end line, yeah, wow, brilliant. Yeah. So Kenya, the next part, the next thing that I want to throw at you, yeah, hookups versus relationships. Go, which one? Um, okay, so uh, go, 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 go. <laughs> Ten, nine, eight. <laughs> oh my god, don't do that. Um, so I, a middle ground, polyamory, always. That's um. And You're rubbish. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Look, we're just we're all not liberals. Polyamory is not rubbish. I just I want to all liberals. All liberals here. Um, so I kind of like uh, having a main partner and also being able to explore and fulfill all the needs that I can't get from my main partner, which I think is kind mm -hmm. of how it should be anyway. Just because I think, especially with having borderline personality disorder, I have like a lot of feelings, and that can be a lot for one person. And I feel like as well, like, I just love meeting new people. Yeah, so I think 
for me, it's better to have the option to, and no kiss someone than be like, oh, I really want to kiss you, but I'm doing a monogamous thing. Mm-hmm. Go. Go me. Um, I think I am a relationship person. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm actually in a like kind of similar boat to what you're describing, which is that I'm in an open relationship. I have like a primary partner who is my boyfriend, and then we are both comfortable with each other sleeping with other people casually. So I still like hookups, like they're fun, but I definitely think like I am a person who does well in a relationship. I like having another person who I feel like I can confide in. So confined, (laughs) confide. (laughs) So I think I'm relationship, yeah. But I fucking hate dating. Why do you hate dating? Um, so you know, I was saying earlier, like with hookups, like you can kind of have that bluntness of like you can be like, I'm trans, and then they can be like, I don't like that, nah. and you're like, okay, well, I'm just trying to hook up with you, and it's not that deep, so bye. I just yeah. feel like with dating, it feels like more of a big deal when you're like trying to get to know somebody, and like being trans is a barrier. It is like more frustrating than like if you're just trying to bang, <laughs> and someone's like, mm. I'm not into that. I'm like, whatever. You might not be into people with brown hair, but when it comes to <laughs> dating, and someone's like, oh no, I don't think I could like form an emotional bond with a trans person. And I know it's probably not like that intense, but that's kind of what it feels like. And mm. also, I just like fucking hate the small talk, and I hate going somewhere yeah. and spending money with somebody that I don't really know. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I get that completely. I feel like I always say that from the off mark. I'm like, I don't have time for small talk. I literally say this to people. But you're you're very good at like coming in hot and hot and fast with let's talk about life and I'm like hi my name is Pete um <laughs> so if I go on a date I'm like small talk central and it's fucking boring for everyone involved and I can't be bothered but it's fine because I have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so having spoken about hiccups, sex, and things, there's one thing that I think we haven't adequately discussed yet, which is sexual health and safety. Can you, are you sexually healthy and safe? Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, personally, I feel like we didn't get good sex ed anyway. So then no. being trans on top of it is just absolute shambles sometimes. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, my housemates the other day were discussing the fact that they were like, oh, yeah, did you see the uh, feather video? And I was like, the what? And they were like, when you had sex education at school, like, did you guys have the feather video? What's that? I was like, Apparently, some people had a video where it was a video to like explain sex, and it was yeah. like some a man like chasing a woman with a feather. Like <laughs> my my friend was saying, like they were like they mentioned that they were doing sex ed or something when they were a kid, and somebody was like, "Oh, so what have you learned about sex?" And they were like, "Well, first you get the feather." That was like how they were introduced to sex, which is fucking gnarly. Meanwhile, like That's my terrifying my sex education was like a birthing video, and then they told me what periods were, but they told me like you shed the lining, and so I thought that. Like, like you leak it through your belly button or something. Oh my God. <laughs> but seriously, for like four years of my life, I was like, when's it going to start leaking out my belly button? <laughs> oh my God. Um, Fuck that so shit. yeah, we're, we're here to uh, set some of that straight. Yeah, so that's um, not true. <laughs> yeah, it's not true. Don't worry. So yeah, um, I, I, I feel like I'm not actually the expert, but basically, yeah, condoms, getting STI checks. Um, yeah, yeah, all the stuff that I was saying earlier, which is like sexual health and safety is very much about comfort and being sensible as well, I think. Mm-hmm. So like things like when I'm saying comfort, I mean, like if something hurts, like check it out. Like don't yeah. just like soldier on. One thing I think that is like really rarely discussed is a lot of transmasculine or not even transmasculine, but people who are on testosterone who uh, I'm going to use, I guess, medical terminology about bodies, a vagina. Um, so people who have vaginas who are on testosterone, they can experience uh something called 
atrophying of the vagina because of the testosterone, which basically causes like dryness. And it means that the internal walls of the vagina can like tear really easily and hurt. So if you're having penetrative vaginal sex, like it can be quite painful. And, Mm. you know, I've seen some people even come off of testosterone because of this being such an issue for them. I do know some people who've treated it by getting a topical estrogen cream for the area. And like that seems to have helped out a lot. But yeah, I just think it's really interesting that there's a real strong mentality for a lot of people I know who are like, oh, yeah, of course it really hurts. But, you know, it's supposed to. And I'm like, no, it's not supposed no, to. No, it's absolutely not. <laughs> like no, if something if anyone... hurts, more lube or go to the doctor. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah no matter absolutely. what your body is, no matter what part of your body is like hurting when you're having sex like that, unless unless it's what you're into, because we don't kink shame. Uh, but also <laughs> like, you know, when I say what you're into, I mean, like if someone's spanking you and you're like, ah, it hurts, but I like it, that's fine. But if someone's like fucking you and, you, and you're like, something's ripped but it's fine because I'm like, no, go to the doctor, please. (laughs) No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. How do we, how do we access these so services. something that I've like found really helpful, especially because like the pandemic uh, has been that you can actually get uh, sexual health testing. So you can get like STD and S- or STI home testing um, kits sent to your door. I use one, which is Sexual Health London, which is SHL. But yeah, they just deliver it free to your door and you can do it at home. You do have to kind of collect blood, which can be a bit squeamish for some people. And, you know, there's swabs. And they do, you know, they do the whole the whole smorgasbord of STIs, they do HIV, chlamydia, all of that stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's totally free. And obviously it's at home. So it's like you don't have to deal with doctors or anything. Um, but also like do just talk to your doctor, like STDs, uh, general discomfort during sex. Like you're allowed to talk to your doctor about it. And I understand for some trans people, it can be really difficult because... Mm-hmm you know, doctors aren't always equipped with the best knowledge about your body and things like that. But in those cases, I think go armed with a friend, please look after yourselves. Like sex is supposed to be fun and enjoyable, pleasurable experience. And if you're hurting or unwell, like it's not, and you do need to talk to a doctor. So please uh, make sure you're looking after yourself. If you're worried about something and you don't want to go to a doctor face to face, you can always do something like call 111 as well. Yeah. Be safe, everyone. Have fun. Don't worry, be happy. Do condoms. I'm done now. So leading on quite well from all of the medical talk, we actually have a piece of writing next to share from Gabriella Davies. Gabby uses she, her and is a 29-year-old artist who's run away from being poor and marginalised in Stoke to live the artist's dream of being poor and marginalised in London. Previously described as a reasonable balance of swearing and insight and she can tacky all at the same time, she's a working-class trans woman from the Midlands with an answer for everything. Known as the queen of one-liners with a knack for killer titles, Gabby plays to her strengths, taking class and gender and turning them on the world as her lens. And I'm sure you'll all be overjoyed to hear that I will be reading this piece of prose from Gabby today. So strap in. <laughs> Stitched and strapped. Strap in. <laughs> Sorry. You gotta, okay, I'm going to read it now. So late last year, I had bottom surgery. Minor complications left me out here with an exposed and swollen clit while I wait for the relevant NHS body to approve funding for the corrections. Downside, it's uncomfortable as fuck and sex is mostly off the table for the foreseeable future, which is so frustrating, especially when you have a considerate and loving girlfriend who only wants to give you orgasms. Upside, discomfort means sensation and sensation means orgasm is possible. Anyway, the situation has left me with some serious sexual downtime in which I've got to thinking. I've got this whole new piece of kit, no idea how I'm supposed to handle it, and an absolute fuck ton of time on my hands. 
Since I can't go ahead and get stuck in and hands-on, I figured I might as well get fully read up on things with the aim of returning to sexual activity a veritable master of my own vagina. At least in theory. So, I turned to the world's leading expert in sexual fulfilment, Cosmopolitan Magazine, and whilst I definitely learnt something, it wasn't exactly what I set out to. See, the thing is, there's this weird set of assumptions out there that the cis, trademark, have about trans people and sex that basically fall along the lines of the classic saint and sinner dichotomy. On the one hand, there's a view of trans people as hypersexual, fetishized, or fetishists, sinners. And on the other hand, there's a view that treats trans people as sexually neutral, de-sexed, etc. Saints. And of course, actual trans individuals are often treated as being both simultaneously. Make it make sense. Either way, there's an underlying implication that trans people are, one, undesirable, and two, sexually dissatisfied. Which, of course, has absolutely no basis in reality. What it all boils down to is this. Compared to cis people, trans people must have shit and non-existent sex lives. Now, back to Cosmo. Go to their website and you'll find an endless stream of articles targeted at cishet women promising to improve their sex lives with classic titles such as 18 sex positions to help you orgasm or 19 tips for unforgettable hand jobs. Lists which can mostly be summed up as use lube and buy sex toys. All it took was for me to read a handful of these articles before I realised that truly, nobody is more sexually unfulfilled than the straights. She speaks some truth. Nobody is more sexually unfulfilled <laughs> than the straights. That last line really got me. Do you, I, do you think that like coming out as trans or coming into your trans identity, do you think that ex- that affected your, like, I guess, sexual liberation or your relationship with sexuality? Yes. Fuck, yes. yes. Oh, okay. my God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, sorry, let me talk about Gabby first and then we'll yeah, go into that whole thing. Um, but, yeah, I loved the piece. I think it was fucking blunt. I think it was direct. I think it was uh, vulnerable and sincere and mm-hmm. funny as well, in a way, like in a lighthearted kind of way. Yeah, um, she has a great like casual wit to a kind exactly. of a bit of a shit situation. I can't think of anything that must be more frustrating. Like she like she literally said, like having just had a massive affirmative surgery only to be kind of stuck being like, oh, I guess I'm in limbo for the foreseeable future because doctors need to get their act together. And she's gone, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to fuck around and shit all over Cosmo. So <laughs> I think that's <laughs> really that's great. So powerful. So powerful. So yeah, anyway liberation yeah um yeah so before this i was very before i came out i was very kind of like not submissive but i was i was like oh i don't really know like what i like like i'm just doing the whole sex thing with cis straight guys Mm -hmm. and then like i came into my transness and i was like wow like i can penetrate you and i can do (laughs) all of this other stuff and like um i can feel sexy in these clothes like i can own my trans i i i really began to own it and i know that not everybody experiences that don't get me wrong like i still have had moments where i've been quite dysphoric but i think especially initially the newness of it i was like wow like this is cool mm. i think that's like the key difference isn't it is like before it's a feeling of maybe like repression or discomfort but now even though there's moments of dysphoria the 
those moments are about dysphoria. They don't inform your mentality around sex. It's just the way that you feel in that moment. Whereas mm-hmm. like I feel like prior to coming out, like, yeah, I think, oh, I don't know. I, I suppose I can't really talk about like repression before and after because I think I really struggled with being open to the idea of being able to have sex or allowed to have sex with a trans body. Like mm-hmm. even after I came out because I was like, I had very much been fed the narrative from all around me that like my body was undesirable and unlovable you know maybe w- whatever sense of like repression around sex that I might have had prior to that uh, got eaten up and was like chewed up by the monster of, of self-hatred yeah but at the same time like I think the level of comfort that I've reached now I would not have reached without coming to terms with my transness trans yeah. and ready to fuck <laughs> Yes, exactly, exactly. I think that as well, though, I think kind of going back to a bit of an early conversation, it is about that affirmations as well, that, you know, even if you do have dysphoric moments during, if you can get that affirmation, you can still have a really euphoric experience. And to bring it back as well, to connect it back to Gabby's writing, that brilliantly straightforward line of like, I finally had this affirming surgery and I have a girlfriend who all she wants to do is like, give me orgasms and all I want right now is to have this woman who cares for me be able to like affirm me with my affirmative surgery that like big double mega ultra affirmation that, <laughs> that you're so desperate to have it'll it'll come gabby you'll you'll get your time we'll all we'll all get ours we'll get revenge <laughs> on the straights <laughs> Okay, so the last segment we have to share with you tonight, everyone, is our sexy trantham. It's sexy trantham time. <laughs> so tonight's sexy, sexy trantham to send you all off into the night is a song from new indie pop artist from Northamptonshire based in London, Campbell King. Uh, Campbell King is your junior school boy band crush ready to serenade you with a new tune, Different. <laughs> try again I'm pretty sure that it'd be different yeah. I'm sorry you got hurt for what it's worth Am I sleeping enough, do you think? I wasn't happy now Try again I'm pretty sure That it'd be different Yeah 
amazing. Thank you so much, Campbell King, for letting us use your sick tune. And with that, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for tonight, lovely listeners. Thank you once again for sticking with me and Kenya while we got hot and bothered. But before we end, we're going to leave you today with something that makes each of us, your sexy trans hosts, feel sexy. Feel sexy. You went first last time, so I feel like I have to go first this time. Mm-hmm. And I did not think of anything again brilliant oh okay no do you know what i have something basically <laughs> i've just got a little like neck chain okay and i just there's i there's something that i find that makes me it makes me feel really hot yeah no i literally i just think my little neck chain um like being like shirtless with my little neck chain it makes me feel like all the hot 19 year old boys i fancied when i was 15 <laughs> <laughs> even better just, it just makes me think of that and it makes me feel it makes me feel cute makes me feel hot what about you um what makes me feel sexy at the minute it's like a very specific like makeup look mm-hmm. um so it's kind of like i do like face tattoos with like my makeup mm. um and it just makes me feel really powerful and like i can face the world i don't know there's something about face tattoos and if you can pull them off right mm. it's is it's hot and it's like i'm ready to just fuck shit up i get you i'm not gonna lie though i know that you said face the world it did sound like fist to the world i mean that too i guess that's sexy too so. <laughs> exactly everyone wants to fist the world why not um, fist the yeah. world that's our leaving statement fist the world great so <laughs> this is this is goodbye for now everyone thank you so much to rise for giving us a spot for stitched and strapped on amplify queer joy and thank you to our amazing guests for letting us share their brilliant work you can find more of felix at at felix mufti on instagram you can find gabby at, at gobby divvies that's g-o-b-b-y dot d-i-v-v-i-e-s and you can find more music from campbell king on campbellking.bandcamp.com or follow at campbell king campbell underscore king underscore on instagram so this has been our second episode from Queer Joy, the second series in the Rise Collective's Amplify podcast. This episode was brought to you by me, Kenya, at abstractkid underscore on Instagram. And me, Pete, at ptparty underscore on Instagram. And we've had guidance from our lead producer, Arden Fitzroy. One last massive thank you to Rise, our guests, and all of you for listening. Thank you so much, Jay. <laughs> Hopefully this isn't going to be the last you'll see, or I guess hear from us. But have a great week, everyone. I love you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) This podcast was brought to you by the Rise Collective. Thank you to Marla Axon, Amy Parks, Kyle Blackburn, Sarisha Kumar, Max Sanderson, and Claude Barbet-Brown. Music by Pembroke. We would also like to thank the Young Londoners Fund for making this series of Amplify possible. If you'd like to find out more about RISE and support our work, visit our website www.therisecollective.org.uk or follow us on Twitter at RISE Amplify or Instagram at The Rise Collective UK. See you next time on Amplify.